Hi, welcome to the Fit Me Forever podcast hosted by the OmniFit. We're about all things fitness. We help women get off the diet roller coaster to find sustainable health, embracing life right where you are on the way to where you're going. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Coach Jody V, a certified nutrition coach who specializes in helping women become physically and mentally strong to regain energy for a life they love. I would like to welcome my co-host, Kayla Duncan, owner of the OmniFit, and fellow colleague and nutrition coach, Taylor Bloxham. Together, we are the OmniFit. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of our Fit Me Forever podcast. I'm here with Coach Jody and Coach Kayla. How are you guys doing this evening? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you? So pretty good. good. Pretty good. <laughs> yeah, so glad to be back with you ladies. On this episode, we're going to talk about the three main things that every program should include. Lots of depth to talk about this with you guys, so pretty excited. Yes, this is going to be a really good one. And um, the, the goal of this podcast is definitely to have some pretty quality takeaways. Um, that's definitely one of my favorite things about listening to other podcasts is being able to take that information and start to apply it that same day. So that's definitely what we plan to give you guys today. So a bird's eye view of these three things, many of you probably already know. There, It's the mental side, the nutritional side, and the physical or exercise side. So we're going to dive into those a little bit, uh, a little bit deeper. Yeah, that sounds yeah. good. So let's start with the mental exercise. Um, what is it about someone's mindset that I would maybe consider it being like a winning mindset, something that um, is successful when not only achieving the goal, but maintaining it, um, kind of this long-term, this sustainability. Um, what are some of those characteristics that, that maybe you guys would be able to share? Mm -hmm. um, I think something that comes up in my head right away is just focusing on um, not always obviously the long-term goal that they're looking for, but the, the habits that are within achieving that goal and getting to that goal. Um, what is, what is the small habits that John Brody talks about, or I guess um, the behavior goals instead right. of the outcome yes. goals. Yes. So it's going to be working on the behavior goals that ultimately add up to these, um, these long-term goals and, and just winning every single day. And whether that's your attitude, whether that's your, um, your outlook towards something, whether something unexpected happened to you and you handled it way better than you thought you would making better decisions. Um, those kinds of things. That's everything. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to think too of the element that goes beyond, um, the place where your, your actual motivation runs out. And that goes back to your why on, mm -hmm. on those days when you're tired or you just feel like maybe you blew it or, or whatever it is, is really kind of re, you know, reeling back a little bit mm -hmm. and, and making sure you know why you're actually doing this. Mm -hmm. And it, even that is a deeper place than maybe just the number on the scale or whatever. It's how you feel, how your health affects your entire life. Maybe it's, you know, connected to your kids or family or just deeper things like that. But um, making sure you have a solid grasp on that why 
is, is super huge to helping you maintain those, you know, daily, daily action goals mm-hmm. um, yeah. to get you to, to get you to the outcome. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, breaking it apart into small digestible pieces like that, like what do I have to accomplish today? Um, that can, that's really where stuff t- kind of turns automatic for us. We're like, Oh, this is what I do. Um, I wake up in the morning and, and I eat breakfast, whether I have a protein shake or it's how we all start drinking coffee. Like so, somebody <laughs> says this habit, right? Where you're like, right. this is what I do every morning. And then you're a zombie, like turning on the coffee machine. Like mm-hmm. it just, it's this automatic, um, I've also heard it compared to like brushing your teeth. Um, it's just what you do. Um, you start mm-hmm. off obviously as a young child having to create this habit. And then it just starts being like, you brush your teeth after you, you know, before you go to bed or when you wake up in the morning or whatever. So I like that that's, that's how it is. And I also love how just thinking about our why it almost like gets me excited thinking about my why for some of the things that might be um, difficult to fit in, in our time or whatever, but um, struggling to stay committed is something that a lot of people complain about. It's a lot of, it's a struggle that a lot of people, you know, struggle to overcome. How many times did I say struggle? I can say it one more time. So, but yeah, being committed to something like carrying it through and and having it be sustainable, people say, Oh, I just, how do you not lose motivation? And that is man, remembering your why, write it down, put it on post-its. Like, yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, until you think about the whole idea of habits and motivation and that when you have cultivated strong habits, habits are something you don't have to think about, right? You're on autopilot. So you avoid the energy drain of decision fatigue where, you know, Mm -hmm. you're constantly, constantly having to make decisions. If, for instance, like on the nutrition side, right? If you just know that my game is that I'm going to have a protein, some protein source with every meal, I've already removed that um, from a decision because that just is the decision for me. And now it's what will that be? And so you've kind of taken a layer of energy out of you know, trying to make a decision, right? Right, right. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like something set in place. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you mentioned nutrition. I feel like that's a great segue going into just some really simple nutrition strategies. And and this is like meal prepping. I was just talking about um, this concept with a client this week about, um, you know, meal prepping and having things ready in the fridge is a a strategy that we've talked about many times on the podcast already about just being prepared and having preparation. Um, But one of the key points is that she had mentioned she has the opportunity to cook most of her food in the middle of the day. She goes home in the middle of the day and she can cook. And that was the period of time that was the most difficult to stay on track to whether it was mindless or in a hurry or all these different reasons Um, but her feedback after we put in place of like, let's prepare some meals and have them ready for you so that you're not starving and running in or, you know, running out of time or whatever it is, is that she didn't have to make the decision about "Mm, what I want to eat today. What's in here? What is that? Mm -hmm. Um, and that was really, really great because it's not taking away the opportunity. Like she can still choose. That's a choice. Their autonomy is still there, but that, that need to have to decide she doesn't have to exercise that muscle if she's feeling a little weak that day. 
Um, and that was huge with her um, compliance, with her maintaining that goal that she has. Um, mm -hmm. And there's been great feedback for the last couple of weeks. So that's, that's a really good one. And too, the less decisions you have to make, it, it avoids those triggers. Tay, you were talking about that earlier about um, trigger foods and, and how having those pre-planned decisions obviously make you less vulnerable to mm -hmm. the, the troublesome, the things that get us in trouble. Right, right. And yeah, not only that too. Um, I mean, and I just think that that all comes back to recognizing what, what works best for you and, and not totally avoiding everything. Um, and, and really just being a student of yourself. Um, and I think that we can all kind of go into depth about that, whether keeping peanut butter in your house is a good thing or not, uh -huh. <laughs> you know, or those trigger foods. Cause some people, you know, they like to exercise that muscle with, with self-control or sometimes they just, maybe they have to buy the individual packets or not even keep it in their house at all. Um, but I feel like a lot of times people miss that opportunity to really learn about themselves in those things by just avoiding it completely um, and running away from discipline, running away from learning, running away from discomfort through those things. Right. I, to I can totally support that and, and echo that with like knowing I'm going to talk about macronutrients for a second because that was kind of all the rave in the last couple of years. I'm sure that you listeners are wildly familiar with if it fits your macros. Um, macros are the macronutrients, protein, carbs, and fats. And for those of you that aren't familiar with that acronym, it's people are assigned or give themselves a certain amount of fats and carbs and protein. And then they fit in food like puzzle pieces to fit inside of the allotted amount of macronutrients. And so there was this acronym created of if it fits my macros. And it's great. It's a fantastic tool. The absolute best part of that is the food education that comes along with learning about macronutrients, what they are, what's in foods. When you look at an apple or when you look at a peanut butter sandwich, you start to see it for the nutrient value that it actually provides your body. And all that is fantastic. Um, it's also a great tool to use during contest prep to be really specific with, you know, fat loss or muscle gain and things like that. Um, but a trouble, like what Taylor mentioned, was that it, you turn off that intuition. Sometimes it, that causes you to turn off that feedback that your body is giving you about after you eat certain meals or how you might feel, you know, different parts of the day. And a lot of the athletes that have come to me over the years come from that, you know, post-competitive um, time frame, and they're at the bottom of that hill after they have struggled for a lot, a long time, um, trying to manage feeling like they failed versus deciding how's my body treating this and, and, and gathering that feedback from, from themselves. Um, Jody, you were mentioning that earlier. Um, do you want to kind of touch on that topic? Yeah, I, I think whether you're um, post-contest prep or in prep or you're just a general population um, client or, um, you know, person failure over feedback, um, just, or feedback over failure is, uh, such a healthier perspective to look at. Um, especially when you're transitioning from a very strict macronutrient plan and you are, 
you know, everything is on point, everything is online. And so even, you know, five or 10 grams of something, your mindset has been so dialed in for so long that even just the littlest um, aberration makes you feel like you, you're in failure, you're in trouble, that sort of thing. And so um, readjusting and recalibrating, I guess, if you will, to begin listening um, to your body's feedback is huge. Um, mm -hmm. it, when you're in contest prep, for instance, you're eating all the food that it, all the macronutrients that are assigned to you. And you're not thinking about, are you hungry? Even though you probably are, <laughs> but you know, you, you just don't even think about some of the natural cues because you're just kind of mechanical about it, quite honestly. And so bringing that space back in to enjoy food again, um, to be a little bit looser and listening to your body's feedback, just to the most important thing is hunger, you know, just because it's in front of you or that's what has been um, prescribed for your plan um, doesn't mean you should eat all of it necessarily if you don't have a specific contest prep goal or whatever, but just to listen to your hunger again mm -hmm. is the most simplest thing I can think of when I think mm -hmm. about biofeedback. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, that is, go ahead. What? Oh yeah. I think it's important to note too that um, like you said, Jody, if it depends too on their goals. So say like, say a lot of females have trouble eating enough. Um, but even right. if you still want to practice that, that intuition, um, and then also practice that intuition, but still make sure you're eating enough, um, to maybe, and not be so chaotic about it, is to maybe practice um, like hitting like a calorie range or a protein goal. Um, mm -hmm. Those small goals, but not neurotic numbers um, could possibly help, especially if anyone, even males, females, anyone looking for any kind of physique goal or um, that could honestly even go outside of just, um, just macronutrients. That could even go for your training. If, if some people, I mean, I know following a strict program of training is, is great, but if some people get kind of crazy about it and think that it kind of sets them back mentally in not a good place, then maybe hitting a goal of maybe five exercises per body part is a goal of them, then so be it. I think you can go the whole, whole continuum on training too, because you can be, you know, I've got to be in the gym for an hour a day or whatever kind of thing. Maybe that's you've been in prep or whatever. Um, to not training at all. Like I, I went through a season of time where I didn't train because I had an injury. I was trying to heal from that. And so when I was able to start training again, mentally in my own head, I was like, I got to be in the gym for an hour. I've got to be busting it out. And it's like, no, you know what, Jody, you need to be in the gym for 15 or 20 minutes right now. And just, you know, start at it little by little again. So it depends on your seasonal life, lifestyle, you know, body. Have you had an injury? Are you in recovery? What's the situation? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's, it's, we can get neurotic about it though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, talking about intuition and, and listening to all of that biofeedback, um, it goes from the, the mental game, you know, we touched on. And how, do, how is this schedule, this plan, or this program impacting me mentally? Is it causing that, you know, neurotic behavior? Or am I thinking about it too much? All those things. That's something to kind of just check. 
you know, touch base with it. Mm-hmm. And then nutritionally, the same thing. Like, am I, am I just mindlessly eating this meal because it's in front of me or am I enjoying it? Is this food that, you know, that tastes good? Am I feel full or am I still hungry? And starting to manage those things outside of um, this normal, this lifestyle is kind of what we're, what we're trying to talk about and refer to here because we can get really specific with someone that has all of these different goals, which we do with our clients, with our coaching clients. But to you listeners that are tuning in, like be able to pick up on these, these parts of the biofeedback of when you are in the gym and you are, you know, running behind, or maybe your kids have an appointment that you have to go to and you don't have an hour, hour and a half, then maybe that schedule that you had planned that day, pick out the the most bang for your buck movements and check, check the box. And it's not a failure. It's a feedback. Right. That's where you get to not feel so guilty and continue moving on. I know when I write a lot of training programs, I obviously write them to be very specific, to be, you know, to help someone reach their maximum potential, but we're not robots. And there's so many times that I've been able to tell clients and get their feedback of like, Oh, well then let's just adjust that. Like, that's not, you know, like, Oh, I've been trying really hard to get everything in. And every time I miss these last two exercises and I'm like, okay, it's not a big deal. Like, let's just move on. And we it's hard for us in our minds that if it's written on that sheet of paper or it's written in our program that we, we have to do that. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's that small little thing that can prevent people from being successful long-term because they're like, I can't keep this up long-term. So I just can't do it at all. Right. But that's definitely not where we want you. I think what you, you know, everybody has to decide what, what does success look like um, for themselves? Mm-hmm. And you know, as coaches, I know that we provide a roadmap to optimal, but like you said, we don't, we don't live in the optimal, but it's really cool to have those tools at your disposal that you can, um, you know, choose what is the best decision for you today, right now? What is the best decision? If it's 15 minutes or it's an hour in the gym, if it's, you know, no protein versus, you know, I can just grab this, like you had a Facebook post the other day, Kayla, where it was like, I didn't have chicken. So I used deli meat. I mean, so you, what, like, what's the next best, next best thing based on whatever's in hand. And that's what I love to just impart to clients and just anybody. What's the next best decision? You know what the optimal, what optimal would look like, but that's not where we live. And so don't define or don't necessarily have to compare it to optimal failure, whatever. It's just, how can you be consistent on the continuum on a daily basis, choice by choice? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like zoom out, zooming out a little bit. I mean, this everyday thing, all of these tiny little changes, I mean, they do add up. So we want to see some form of consistency to make sure you're kind of moving in the right direction. But if you have to take a couple back roads and you're still moving North, then you're still going in the right direction. You know, you don't want to go South on a back road until they take a left turn. But like those small things. And that's when, you know, having a coach or having a community to even just bounce those ideas off of. Um, I know that that's how I got to where I am was being able to say, Hey, so I can't do this perfectly, but if I made this decision, would that totally derail me? And having another expert say, no, no, that wouldn't derail you at all. Okay, great. <laughs> then we're yeah. going to keep moving. Um, yeah, I didn't throw in the towel, you know? Yeah. I think that the bottom line the, is just being intentional. Mm-hmm. Like we say that, be intentional. Yep. Be intentional that I'm going to be moving in this direction, however right. long it takes me. Right. Yep. Yeah. And so we're specifically, 
go ahead. I said, and the progress, not perfection part. <laughs> yeah. Yep. yep. So I wanted to specifically also just touch on like the, the training. I know we did kind of an overview, but how physical exercise can look different between different areas of people, different time frames, um, different seasons of life. I was mentioning earlier to you guys, um, and I'll fill the listeners in is that as a mom now, what I need to do in the gym, it, I don't have time. If, if I have the same goals, my goals have changed. My whys have changed. Um, but I still make it a priority. I just know that what I'm doing now couldn't have gotten me to where I am physically years ago. It would require different work. And so it's important to kind of just zoom out sometimes and, and check that um, and go even from the other side of if you guys are listening and you're not doing anything, it doesn't mean that you can't, you know, just because you can't do five days a week for an hour, hour and a half a day, that it's just a wash. Um, something right. is always better than nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you have to start from one day a week to two days a week, work your way up. And even people think that somehow working out every day of the week is the goal. That should, that should never be the goal. Right. <laughs> what should be the goal is what is best for you and what is most sustainable and what makes you happy. Mm -hmm. I feel like people feel guilty if it makes them happy. And if, if it's, equivalent to or related to a goal and happy it shouldn't be together I feel like that's so common nowadays and so um just making sure that um it lines up with again zooming out and what you are actually looking for and what is actually going to work for you yeah yeah and like I said earlier too seasonal life is so big mm -hmm. um it you know i being the age that I'm at at 50 being in the gym every day now um, is not realistic for me because my body needs a, it is really starting to get to a place where I need a different level of recovery. Mm -hmm. And so we are in seasons of life, like, you know, at your different ages or maybe your postpartum or, um, you know, post injury or that sort of thing. It just, things look different and you shouldn't feel guilty about that and do what you can. And those little places where you can get movement and exercise, Kayla, we were talking about that earlier, just parking at the bar back of the parking lot and walking up or taking the stairs, all kinds of other things. They do make a difference. I know you were talking about with, with baby, just um, the mm -hmm. exercise activity, you know, rocking and moving and bouncing and everything. That's that, a lot. Um, yeah, yeah, that adds up. Yeah, it does add up. I think Taylor was talking earlier about a, a, a side job that she had for a little while waitressing and <laughs> just mm -hmm. like being on your feet all day long and um, and noticing those those changes and then the needs, that's the feedback side about I need to recover. Or I, you know, maybe I shouldn't do this certain workout because I don't have time to recover if I, you know, I have to wake up early or I need to eat differently and all of this stuff starts to come into play, which takes whatever program that you might be following or that you've downloaded or you've seen, it, it makes it 3D on the paper and say, okay, how do I need to move these things around so that they fit within my life? Not that my life has to fit within the boundaries of whatever is on that you know, piece of paper. Yes, program. that's everything. I feel and like people totally don't understand that, that you should let it, you should let it fit your life or if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So not let it rule you, you should rule it. And I, th I think a prime example of that, just personally, 
for the longest time, like 5 a.m. was my up and workout time type of thing. And that's, that's changed. But when that first started to change, it felt like failure to me because it's like, okay, I'm out of my routine, out of my sink. But now what it's taught me is to, I'm listening to my body more. It's like, if I don't have the best in me to have a really good session, you know, at 5 a.m. in the morning, I'm going to go after work. And I, I don't feel guilty about it. And I enjoy it so much more than having drug myself out of bed if, if I didn't feel like it was 100% all there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. Yeah. And you get a better work out of it. You're going to get exactly. better results out of that. It, you're going to keep it going long term. Like it's not this punishment. It's this enjoyment. It's, mm -hmm. It totally adds up to those things. So just to kind of wrap us up a little bit, um, we talked about the importance of mental exercise and what that winning mindset looks like. And it's also where we touched about the feedback over failure and how we let that impact our decisions. Then we also talked about some simple nutrition strategies and specifically about how macros can be a wonderful tool, but don't let it paralyze you so that you're not getting that biofeedback from your body um, and kind of tuning in where you need to tune in, um, which is a, a huge topic that we talk about. And then also the physical exercise and how it looks different for everybody, every season, um, you know, every person, all that kind of stuff. And these are all concepts that we actually talk extensively about. We teach and we coach and we educate and we just surround you. And in our OmniFit 365 program, which happens to be open for enrollment, just wanted to let you guys know that. Um, so we'll link that in the show notes so that, you know, um, we always want this podcast to be uh, an opportunity to share education with you, but also just to come alongside you so that you don't feel crazy. <laughs> like you're like, mm -hmm. I'm not the only one feeling like this. Yeah, yep. We've all felt like that. And we've got tons of clients that felt just like you do. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. Well, it has been an amazing experience with you guys and always awesome talks that we hope that um, can help everyone with our listeners and even helps each other. So I'm so thankful yeah. for you guys. We're thankful for you too, Tay. Okay, yeah. I love you guys. Well, there you have it, guys. Thank you so much for joining in to another episode of the Fit Me Forever podcast. If you guys have any questions, please don't hesitate to reach out via email at info at theomnifit.com. And of course, please connect with us on social media. All of our handles, our Instagram and Facebook are both at The Omnifit. And if you like this kind of content, if you like what we're putting out, please rate us on iTunes and Stitcher. That helps other people find us, and it lets us know that we're putting out content that you enjoy. All right, talk to you guys soon.